0: Hey, welcome to the Sis How You doing? Podcast.
1: Hey sis.
0: Hey. How you doing? I'm doing. You know I'm doing, I'm doing. <laughs> you doing, you're doing, you doing it good, you're doing it, you doing it, you're doing it well.
1: I, I. I yeah, And I, the past I, time I feel I, like I wanted
0: to be a rapper, but you know, that's not my that's not my gift.
1: I don't know. Sometimes you be having bars.
0: I be having bars when it comes to poetry and spoken word. And I guess it's like the same flow, but the beats be different.
1: They be different. They be faster, huh? They be faster. So.
0: <laughs> Yeah. How are you doing today? hmm I'm I'm so churchy. I start to be like, I'm blessed and highly favored of the as world. long as you say highly favored at the end, you know. And highly favored of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Like, oh, people be so extra. Um, but no, I'm doing good. I'm doing much, much better. Today was a very, very, very productive day. Um, this whole entire Uh, week has been very productive and so yeah it ended with a productive day today so I got some work done I pulled a Seneca today what's that I went to the dining hall on campus and I paid for um, (gasps) my one meal and then I sat and I worked until the next meal time until the next well it's brunch so it's kind of the (laughs) same thing all day you know um, they oh, opened yeah. up at like ten, and then they closed at two. But I just sat there and did my work in the bag. So I can't know.
1: even do. You know, you know, that's cool. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You said I pulled a Seneca. I pulled. A that Seneca. was them Ponderosa days. Listen, oh, Miss
0: Ponderosa, the wings, the wings, mm-hmm. the wings.
1: Yeah, how was your day? My day was pretty good. You know, it was all right. You know, y'all listen and listen. Jazz and I had a little. Um, running earlier today we had to <laughs> we had to get ourselves together okay and it's perfect because listen what better day to have a in than the day that we're gonna record to talk about running <laughs> listen the lord was like i got y'all right mm-hmm. it's like he was like i'm gonna test you on what you about to teach you okay mm-hmm. um <laughs> But no, we're, we're all good. Um, we are all good. I know we wanted to get into um, relationships. It's February mm-hmm. and um, it's like the Love Month, but it's also Black History Month. Listen, for the culture. But, which we, we going to get there, y'all, next episode. Come come check us out. We coming strong, okay? Because um, we blackity, black, black, okay? Blackity, black, black, black. Okay. Um, but for right now, like we wanted to touch on relationships and I know like there's so many different ways that you can go with relationships. I know my apostle, my mentor, he's actually doing a series right now on boundaries. Come on, somebody. Come on. Don't be bound in the wrong boundaries. Hallelujah. <laughs> So that's been so good. But I know like we wanted to touch on something that we have personally had to go through, like in our own friendship, our own relationship, our own sisterhood, um, and that's dealing with um, challenging conversations and challenging situations where we have to confront, where we have to correct, when we have to challenge uh, maybe um, a level of thinking, when we have to challenge, you know, hey, I didn't like the way that you said that. Hey, I don't like when you don't respect my time. Come on, somebody. We've had many, many, many situations over the years, um, even today, come on, um, where we have had to to meet each other and, and hash some things out, okay? Needed fellowship. Heated fellowship. Yes. But we always come back together. We We always bring it back. We do. We talk, we do deal with it though, y'all, but we come back. But one of the things that I really want like listeners to walk away with is to see the value um, in correction and to see the value in having relationships where you love someone enough to Hold them to their greatness. You love someone enough to like really call them into alignment with who they are supposed to be. And sometimes because we human out here, we do things, we say things, we carry ourselves in ways that that may not be beneficial to a relationship or to something that we really want to be very reciprocal. And so that's what I want people to walk away with: is like really seeing the value and the honor behind challenging conversations, confronting them head on from a place of love and humility, but also like finding solution and loving people through the process of changing behavior and all of that. So, yeah, no, that's good. I love what you said. That
0: correction, it, it shows the value in how you value someone, but I also see it as respect too. I love you enough to say something. I love you enough to be a mirror for you. And I think sometimes relationships are not used to that. They're not used to realness and uh correction. And I think it's just it's very interesting. I was thinking today as I was uh walking around campus and I was just saying, like, I, I've been in situations and not situationships. Amen. Bless the Lord. Wanna be wanna be wanna be uh very clear. I've been in situations to be clear. <laughs> to be clear, I've been in situations where I have seen people who call themselves friends, um, not give that correction and not give that respect to say, like, hey, sis, hey, bro, like this ain't okay. And I think that it has it has tainted relationships. I think it has really truly tainted friendships and the value that can be gained and the bond and connection that can be gained, um, and strengthened in relationships. And I think it's just really been, uh, kind of challenging. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of those relationships in my life. And so when I see it, my, my heart breaks too, because I've learned in our relationship, what, the power of that connection, the
1: power of that correction. For sure. I think that's definitely something that we've learned over the years. And I think it takes time. Like, I do think that there are some relationships in my life where there was potential there for that to be like a, a mutual reciprocal respect or reciprocal love, but I found myself always being the one um, to, to bring things and also building up. I am not condoning or aligning with being a critical person in relationship and, and always seeing a problem, never bringing solutions. I'm not for that, but I think in relationships, you do need to be able to call out some things. You need to be able to tell your friend the truth. You need to be able to tell, you know, this, this person that you're in friendship with or in relationship with in whatever capacity, the truth. And I know that there have been times where Jewel was the only one doing that. And it didn't mean that another party or whatever didn't have something that they noticed about Jewel or that they needed to say to Jewel, but it was withheld. And I've always told mm-hmm. people in my life that, like, I respect so much people that tell me the truth, that tell mm-hmm. me the truth. I remember um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, she shared a yes, story, Sarah. she shared a story about her dad. And it was, I don't remember what book it was that she wrote, but she wrote a book And she sent it to her dad. I'm just going to paraphrase the story because I don't remember verbatim, but she sent the book to her dad and, and asked him to, you know, read it, review it, let her know how it was. And she sent it to him and he sent it back to her and basically said like, hey, baby girl, like, keep, keep working. This ain't it. Um, Right. And so he, he gave her that honest feedback, that honest critique. And then she went back to the drawing board, continued to work on the book. She sent it back to her father and he called her and he told her all the amazing things about the book, how wonderful it was, blah, 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 blah. And she made, she said a statement and it has stuck with me since she talked about this. And she said, I could trust him. Again, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact statement. But she said, I could trust him with his accolades Mm. because he loved me enough. Basically, she was saying he loved her enough to offer his critique. Mm -hmm. And so she could trust the good things that he was saying about this book. Because when it was time before, he didn't withhold the critique. He didn't withhold the wisdom and the feedback, the constructive feedback that she needed to go back to the drawing board and make that book what it was supposed to be. And that stuck with me from the time that I heard it. And I I remember like just shifting my mindset around constructive feedback and shifting my mindset around like what it means to really love somebody enough to tell them the truth. What it means to honor someone and respect someone enough to tell them when they're going away that is not what you believe or what the Lord has shown you is the way that they should go. When you love somebody enough to be honest with them and share that honesty and risk offending them. I think Pastor Tim Ross just did a, um, on his podcast, he talked about how you can't really love somebody until you really run the risk of offending them. When you Mm -hmm. run the risk of offending them. Um, And I just think about people in my life, you and David, Octavia, people in my life that I'm close with, like we have in different seasons and different times, we have had to run the risk of offending one another in the name of honesty and in the name, name of, I love you too much. I respect who you are too much. I know who you're called to be too much. I've seen too much to allow you to carry yourself this way, to allow you to stay stuck this way, to allow you to, to have a reputation of X, Y, Z. I love you too much. And so my responsibility, because I love you this much, is to hold you to your greatness. And that's mm. just so powerful to me.
0: It really is. Like, you are literally teaching. And I think about, too, as I was listening to you talk, because I, I completely agree, I love you too much. And you talked about the responsibility that we have in relationship. You know, relationship is not for the faint of heart. Um, there's a there is a heavy weight in relationships. And when when you call yourself someone's friend or you call yourself someone's, a part of someone's community, there's a responsibility that comes with that. One of the things that I'm wondering too, is like, you talked about, knowing people and loving them too much and knowing what God has said about them or knowing where, you know, God is trying to take them in the the potential that resides within them. And I think that some of the reasons why, you know, people are not able to receive that or to respect that is because they don't know who they are. Mm. They don't know who they are. So you see like there's greatness in you and i see you in this way and i see you and it's not about the stages and the platforms uh-huh. and it's not about that but i see what's on the inside of you but because you're not able to see what's on the inside of you you are you are shrinking back and now you're offended and you're like you know well i don't i that was too much and that was too soon and it's just like no, 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 see my heart. And I've struggled with that as the receiver of that correction or the receiver of that. And it's been been God who's been teaching me over the last few years, like see their heart, see their heart. And that's really, really challenging for me because I keep seeing their patterns and I keep seeing their actions. And you talked about earlier, you know, we're not condoning critical behavior and critical actions and things like that. And so, That to the side, but like literally leaning in and allowing Holy Spirit to remove the scales from your eyes so that you can receive what you prayed about probably in your prayer closet, (laughs) what you asked the Lord for in the shower, like what you said, Lord, you know, show me, you know, let he, (laughs) let me have eyes to see and ears to hear Lord. And then it comes two hours later and you like, wait a minute. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) But that's real, right? That's real. I think we talked about that earlier. It's real. So I think it's just like, yeah, people don't know who they are sometimes and or they don't know this side of themselves. And sometimes you have an insecurity or you feel shame and guilt because you like, dang, I'm really out here being like this. You you look inside and you're like, yeah, you're right. And sometimes, and it takes a level of maturity to, to be accountable to that, right? A level of maturity to say, you know what? You're right. I, my tone is off. You're right. um I probably shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean those words. And then, you know, being able to accept that responsibility and then That my favorite, uh, you know, not my favorite word, but one of the things that we we talk about and that's been really heavy in the last couple of years is repentance. Right. So that means that I accept that (laughs) responsibility. I apologize for my actions and then I make a change. I make a change and I, I move forward in that change and in that growth um and so yeah i just think that yeah this is powerful yeah
1: i was thinking too as you were talking like two things um how important it is for you know in the context of relationship which is what we're talking about how important it is for people to create um an atmosphere too that's safe enough for people to hear the criticism from them hear the feedback But also letting those people know that regardless, yes, I got to tell you this, but regardless, I'm still here. I still love you. This is coming from a place of love, like creating a dynamic, almost, in a relationship where the context of I have to get this out, I I have to share this thing about you to you. But at the same time, I'm not going anywhere. The relationship dynamic is still the same. This is still, this is just something we have to work through in the moment. I think that's really important too, in the context of having to share difficult things or challenging things. I think it's somewhat, it's yes, it's in the responsibility of the person to know who they are and to receive but it's also like in the responsibility of the person that has to share the difficult thing we talk about this in business in the team dynamic if a if a manager has to have A difficult conversation with their team member. There's a certain way that you are to foster and cultivate an environment that makes it safe. You establish psychological safety to ensure that that individual knows that, yes, we have to talk about this, but we're going to develop a plan for going forward. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you back on track. We're going to, this is all going to be okay. But I have to, I have to. Give these things to you. I have to give this feedback to you so that you can do your job efficiently and effectively. And I think that sometimes we fail to do that in the context of a relationship. And so people, maybe through their insecurities, maybe through whatever. They hear feedback and they hear criticism and they hear whatever. And instead of understanding that this does not change the dynamic of the relationship, we just got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to move forward. But this doesn't change our dynamic. I think we do the relationship a disservice. And I was just thinking about, too, a lot of us, we will, we will get a new job and we'll go through the 90 days or the 180 days that we have to go through in order to learn our job, to show that we've we've established and understood the job duties and the job function. And we will readily take and receive that feedback in a workplace. We'll do a peer-to-peer evaluation in the workplace. We'll do a performance evaluation at the end of our 90 days. And we'll take to heart some of the feedback that we get. And we will take into consideration that just what I just said, that this feedback that I'm getting is ultimately to help me be a better employee, to function better in this role that I've accepted and to help me perform in a way that meets the organization's goals and their strategic plan and all those things. So we'll do that in the context of a workplace but a lot of times we struggle in our, our interpersonal relationships in real life to see the value of a performance feedback, to see the value of constructive criticism. And it's unfortunate. Like, it's so unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking, too, about when you talked about the probationary period and how, like, the same way that that works in the workforce, yeah. like, it should be in our personal lives too, in our relationships, because like, yes, you've hit this 45 days, 90 days, whatever, 180 days, whatever it is at your job. And they've handed you an evaluation or taking you through an evaluation process. And so you're literally assessing what that time frame has looked like, but that doesn't mean that you get complacent and stop growing or stop assessing. Like it's a continual thing. And I think that we in our personal lives have to apply that same practice in that same, you know, process of looking within uh, and looking around to see where are we at and where are areas where we can grow. And I think that kind of connects to what I started talking about earlier was just like those blind spots. Sometimes you're not ready for certain blind spots to be revealed to you because you can't handle it. Like (laughs) literally you cannot, which kind of ties back to what we talked about last episode. Like do you have the capacity to address <laughs> what it is that you're asking for? Do you have the capacity to address what is here and what's present now? And sometimes we can't handle those things. And so just kind of evaluating, continuing in that evaluation process, continue to evolve, continue to grow. And it's the same thing in relationships. Like if your relationship gets to a place where it becomes stale, um, whether it's a marriage, a, a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, work Whatever relationship that you find yourself in, so you get, you know, complacent in a relationship, and you stop investing in what making making that relationship strong or strengthening that relationship or growing that connection. Like it doesn't it it's going to leave you with stale results. Honestly, it's going to leave you probably in an unhappy friendship or relationship or a relationship that's based on uh, not give and take, but based on just giving or just taking. And I'm reminded too of something that I have learned to apply to relationships. Not everybody is your cup of tea and that's cool, but it's up to you to identify what type of relationship is it? Is this a relationship where there's mutual investing and withdrawing, deposits and withdrawing, or is this a relationship in which I'm pouring into, mm-hmm. but I don't expect to receive anything from or this is a relationship of which they are I'm withdrawing from and that's what it is, you know, but know what type of relationships. That you are cultivating and being engaged in, and you know that's not my original thought. <laughs> um, I, I heard that in a sermon one time, and it has really stuck with me. And I use that when I'm working with clients, and and we're talking about boundaries and building relationships and healing relationships, right? And how do we take a a, a traumatic event or a traumatic relationship and turn it into something that is beautiful? Beauty for ashes, you know, that process of of assessing what type of relationship is it and what type of relationship do I want it to be is very, very beneficial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before, just about like, almost like compartmentalizing different relationship types. And it's really, really powerful when you start to do that assessment and you start to look at different relationships in your life and identify like what is the purpose of this relationship? Is this a reciprocal thing? Is this transactional? Is this, um, if, if I stop showing up in the way that I've always shown up, is the relationship going to be no more? And that's huge. Um, and I think right. also like compartmentalizing relationships, but also like not holding a grudge, not being offended when when we realize that, hey, I thought this relationship was this, but it's not. And that's okay that's okay understanding that different people have different capacity yeah. for what they can give and what deposits they can make or whatever and being okay with that being okay when a capa- when capacity doesn't match when capacity changes being okay to release people to be in relationships that they have capacity to be in and releasing yourself from The guilt or the shame from having to let go or having to move on or transition from a relationship uh, is crucial. It's so crucial.
0: Yeah, it's freeing. It's freeing because I think a lot of times we try to salvage relationships that don't need to be salvaged. We literally, for real, for real. I was just talking to a a friend today, and I was just updating them, and I was like, "Yeah, and I'm no longer a part of this friendship." (laughs) And like, I closed the door to this and literally just recognizing the freedom in that, the freedom that you don't have to always try to say, you don't have to be captain, save You don't have to be the savior to everybody. Like there are relationships that you can literally detach yourself from. And the, and the thing about it, <laughs> the thing about it, this is what makes it freeing too, is that like, they're going to keep living. Listen, okay. <laughs> they're going to be all right. They, they will be and 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 so will you. And I think that that is the the beauty of it is when you come to that realization that detaching from this does not mean that your life is going to end. Like it does not and now will it be painful? Depending on the nature of the relationship, will there be a healing process? Yeah, yeah, yes. All of those things are true. Like you will have to go through that process. You will grieve, you will mourn, you may experience anger. Like all of those things are true. Like you will experience that. But at the end of the day, you're going to keep living. You know, I think about in junior high. <laughs> this is wild. Um I don't know if they still do this in junior high. They're a little bit different nowadays. I don't know. But, you know, if if Jamal broke up with uh Laquisha, you know, one of the two of them probably thought Oh, life is over. I'm never going to date nobody ever again. Da da, da, da da And it's just like, I'm pretty sure that Jamal and LaQuisha definitely have moved on and found someone else and are living a life happy and whole. But like, they probably thought at that time that their life was going to be over. And that's not the case. Like, you know, people have lost jobs and literally are like, well, how am I going to make it? And other jobs opportunities come by because the value is you. You are what's valuable. You know, it's not the position. It's not the title. It's not the company. It's what you you are the asset. And so just recognizing yourself as the asset in certain relationships is just, it's necessary. It's necessary.
1: Absolutely. Now, I got to piggyback real quick because we went to Jefferson area, junior, senior, high school. Okay. 207 Mulberry Street in Jefferson, Ohio. Okay.
0: Why do you know the address? I don't, remember.
1: I don't know why I know the address, but I do. That's right. And you got Jamal and who was the girl? Laquisha. Laquisha and Jamal and let me just say they probably went to the City Schools it, it would have been Courtney and Justin okay Um, at Jefferson area in Jeffertucky. we love you Falcons we Falcons forever um, however Jewel no I'm just kidding wait <laughs> wait. I'm a Falcon too hey y'all yes um, but anyways <laughs> that was very profound everything that you said and one thing that you said that I was like yes because my apostle shout out to apostle Ryan, cause he be, he be teaching us. Okay. Um, but he just did a live on boundaries and he talked about, he's been doing some teaching and he's talking about like examples of how Jesus literally was a man of, of boundaries. He sure was, but mm-hmm. he talked about in his live about savior complex, which is what you yes. just, you mentioned it. And so I thought about that, but he talked about like, People like sometimes we can have a savior complex. And I've been guilty of this, the Lord in 2022. At the very beginning, I went through like the Lord was just delivering um, lots of different things. And one of the things that was spoken was false responsibility and false guilt. And I think that that directly ties in with that savior complex. And it also is tied to pride because you think that you can be somebody's savior, that you can be somebody's junior Holy Spirit. You can be somebody's father and you put yourself into this, this category in their life, like it's your responsibility to save them and they're not going to be all right if you don't. And there's pride tied to that. There's wrong alignment tied to that. And you stay stuck in relationships and in situations and environments that God didn't tell you to be in because of your unwillingness to let go and release them to God. And they're going to be all right. That's the thing. You're going to be all right. And I love that you pointed out that there's still a process that you have to go through depending on the nature of the relationship. But most times when you're in relationship with someone and that there's a transition or there's a detachment or there's a change, that's what grief is. It's a natural response to transition or to change. And so Mm -hmm. like you still will have to go through that process, but at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. Because God's still on the throne. They're going to be fine because God is still on the throne and the Holy Spirit is still walking the earth, giving guidance, giving advice, being our advocate, being our comforter. He's still here. And so if we tap into him, we, we fine we're fine. God will bring new relationships. He will bring new connections. He will, he will replace what was lost. He'll restore the years that the locust has eaten. Okay. Come on somebody that's Bible. Come on somebody. he He will take care of them. He will take care of you. You can pray for people. But that does not mean that you have to give your time, your energy, your talents, your everything to a relationship that God didn't call you to be in. And I'm not for cutoff culture. I feel like too many people be cutting yeah. too many people off because they want to avoid having hard conversations and having challenging conversations. Yes. So we're not I'm not saying a cutoff culture, but there are times and there are people and situations where God is calling you to transition and release people to him. And we have Mm -hmm. to be obedient in that and we have to understand the nature of the relationship and when it's time to move on.
0: My God, um, yes and amen. Yes and amen to that. I I thought about it while I was listening to you talk. We have a saying in one of my faith communities, let God be God. Mm -hmm. Let God be God. And when you spoke about, he's still sitting on the throne (laughs) and Holy Spirit is still uh, walking the earth because he lives in us, right? And so like, you don't have to step in and be God. You don't have to defend God. You don't have to do, God's not hiring for his position. (laughs) He's not, he's not hiring for his position. And so, and just, and being free in that, being free that you get to partner with God, not overtake him, not overtake his responsibility, you know? And so that's just, yeah, that was beautiful. That was, that was beautiful. that's real was life, beautiful. though.
1: It's real life, and I really feel like you know, there might be people that will listen to this episode or will find themselves and be thinking about relationships in their life. That maybe it is time, maybe moving on for you is that you need to have a conversation, you need to have a challenging conversation, maybe you need to share. How you feel. Maybe you need to transition or move on or change the dynamic or compartmentalize, put that relationship in a different compartmental. Maybe you thought this person is your best friend and they're more like an acquaintance. Okay. Maybe you thought that they was supposed to be your spouse and they supposed to be your mentee or your mentor. You out here snatching edges. (laughs) No, I'm serious. But we really need to be spirit led, (laughs) even in relationships, to identify who is supposed to be connected and in what way and what nature and ask him to reveal to us and then give us the boldness and the confidence and the obedience to listen And the obedience to move when we need to move, the obedience to engage in difficult conversations, challenging conversations, obedience to forgive if there's some forgiveness that needs to take place, obedience to lift the bandaid off and allow some things to get some exposure and Mm -hmm. heal. Like whatever movement looks like, we just have to go through that process, even in the context Mm -hmm. of relationships.
0: Absolutely, and sometimes I think too you're not going to be able to do that with that person, right? Listen, or with that, with that, your <laughs> those conversations cannot sometimes be had because of the nature yeah. of what has taken place. Or let's be real, sometimes those people are not accessible. Whether they are no longer a part of a particular community, they're no longer on the earth for whatever reason. You won't be able to do that part with them, and so. One thing that I always have appreciated learning about when it comes to grieving or closing doors and things like that is one, being honest with your community about like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I have to do. Those trusted voices. You're going to hear that throughout this entire podcast, trusted voices, trusted spaces and being honest with them. But two, you know, you always have pen and paper. Listen, let a journal
1: be what a journal is.
0: let a journal be what a journal is. And um, and and be intentional to release yourself in the journaling and in the writing. And I know that there are certain people who, who don't like the term journal because they're like, I don't have a prompt or whatever. Just write. Pick up a piece of paper, an intentional piece of paper or a notebook, and just write. But literally release yourself from that. Forgive people from that, from whatever they did or they said or they didn't do or they didn't mm-hmm. say. And free yourself from the pain of that experience in that relationship and journaling and writing is not just for the painful moments you can celebrate in those things as well and so I just encourage people to write literally write there's been tons of grief letters that I've written and tons of letters of of love and adoration that I have written as well and people ain't received um, <laughs> but they were for me not for them you know and so but just writing is just a, such a therapeutic technique, therapeutic intervention um, is really, really helpful. And it's is just powerful. And you never know what your writing will will turn to. It'll it'll literally be beauty for ashes for
1: sure. Listen, for and and while we talking about the writing piece, stay off social media while you're. Who While God. you're in the depths and in, in the trenches of your healing process. Not the, the trenches. Because it's trifling over here, okay? So stay off of social media. Don't, be, don't fall into the trap and the snare of releasing and relinquishing all, all of your process for the world to see it. Come on, somebody. But find that journal and those trusted voices. And, of course, get in the secret place with your father. Come on. Um, yes. And talk.
0: Remain. Talk to him. Remain. Talk to him. Abide in him. Talk to him. He talks
1: back. Yes, he okay. does. But no, like it's so so important. I feel like every topic that we probably are ever going to talk about on this podcast can be talked about for hours and hours, hours, hours and hours. I knew you were going to sing. I song. can do this for hours, but come on, somebody. But um, but I really feel like. This is one, like it's another one that we could literally talk for hours and maybe we will do some more conversations just about relationship dynamics. Jazz and I could talk about familial relationship dynamics, lineage mm-hmm. and generations pawn on, on generations. We have to get our cousins and do a chit chat um, about someone, yes. <laughs> um, but we really want to help people relationship better and really help people have healthy relationship dynamics and relationships in friendship and sisterhood, family, all of that. Um, But it's, it's hard work. It is work, but it's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you talked about healthy and I want to, I want to, Attach some other words to that, right? Thriving, vibrant, fun, caring, loving—you know—protection. Relationships can bring all of those security, things. Um, correction, secure. Ooh, you talked about that earlier, and I meant to piggyback back to that. But psychological mm-hmm. safety is something that is so important me and I didn't realize that I had some relationships that were really close to me that I did not have psychological mm-hmm. safety in but yeah they like you need to feel safe in your mm-hmm. relationships and if you do not please begin to assess why and and how do you begin to make those relationships safe and if that's not possible then talk to the Lord about an exit strategy okay because you may need to exit or you may need to re reframe what those relationships look like and that's okay. That's okay. Again, like we said, but relationships should be fun and there should be there should be good things happening in your
1: relationships.
0: So that's
1: that's all a part of the healthy. And they part. should be give and take. They should be give and take. That's yeah. a whole nother topic right there. you know, reciprocal relationships not Mm -hmm. having relationships that are super transactional or relationships where you are constantly giving 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 emotionally financially mentally whatever and not getting anything in return that is also another topic that we could dive into but we will save it for another time um this was great y'all i had a good time it, it was just, wonderful.
0: Me It just too. flowed on. Too.
1: It just flowed on. <laughs> but if you guys are listening, it flowed on. <laughs> it somebody And relationships got flued out. Flued out. I remember when that first became a thing. They was like, "I'm getting yes, flued out." was like, "I'm not gonna get flued out."
0: But I mean, somebody can flu me out to somewhere. She mm-hmm. said, "I
1: need a sugar daddy that don't want no sugar." <laughs> That's not what I, I said. She ain't giving no sugar um, to
0: the sugar daddy. No sugar over yes. here. No Where you sugar. Got it. Might get some macaroni and cheese. She makes no good mac and
1: sugar. cheese. Come on. Grandma's recipe. On.
0: Grandma's recipe with the la- with the milk. Um, and I got some vegan. Yeah, because what mac you gonna do now? Too. Cause y'all we plant
1: based over here.
0: Yeah. Uh, make that vegan that was pretty cheese. good actually it was okay y'all
1: if this was good to you if it spoke to you if it gave you some keys some gems whatever we would love for you guys to connect with us get social with us that's what they be saying these days we are on instagram and tiktok we got a tiktok y'all um at tiktok 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 tiktok, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Hey, tick tick Oh, that's from that tick, yeah Um, but we are on the talk of the tick, and we would love for you to check us out, for you to follow us, for you to share. You know, I've been saying share with your mama then. Follow us on Instagram at sis how you doing podcast. We also have a new email, okay? It is Come on, if somebody. If you guys have questions for us, if you have ideas that you want to hear us talk about a certain topic or a certain thing, you can send questions to the email, but it is info at com. Okay. So we are so excited. Thank you so much for listening. We are global, you guys. We are, last time I checked, we were in four different countries I saw the United Kingdom on there I saw the United States I saw Australia and Ghana come on somebody come on international yes reach. so that was super awesome so thank you guys whether you're from any of those countries or wherever you're listening from we're so happy that you're joining us for this is how you doing podcast we are just getting started you guys we're so excited have an amazing amazing week bye y'all bye.